Hello guys, and welcome to episode 9 of the Gamer Disco podcast. I'm joined today by, as always, Harry, my wonderful co-host. Evening all, or morning all. Rory's here as with, well. With COVID right now. With COVID. Yeah, but still. Co-host of COVID. You feel okay though, right? Just, yeah, fine. It's, I feel nothing. Symptomless. One of those ones. I like chlamydia. It's great. Oh, mate. Um, and then we've got Rory, our musical maestro. Welcome, Rory. Hiya. Hiya. And a Merry Christmas, one and all. And Swanee. Welcome, Swanee. Ho, ho, and thrice ho. So you're really feeling the Christmas spirit? Uh, I will be in a minute. <laughs> Some mince pies warming in the minute. oven. <laughs> uh, cool. Right, so we're going to kick off with our special Christmas episode. We've got some gaming news. Go for it. Man. Yes, we normally do that. Okay, so we'll start off with some rumours, actually. So there's a rumour that there's a new Half-Life game being developed for the Steam Deck. Um, likely not Half-Life 3, but some kind of FPS slash real-time strategy game, but made primarily for the Steam Deck. Um because uh, Seamus said, you know, they're not going to make games just for the Steam Deck because that's going to create unnecessary competition, which seems like a, a nice thing. Um, but yeah, it's sort of being designed just for that. So make of that what you will. Do you think it'll be like... I, it'll be out in seven years. Yeah, I mean, do you think it'll be more like, I guess, like a Half-Life Alex sort of spinny offy thing? Something set in the Half-Life averse, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I mean... If they wanted something very popular, they'd do Half-Life 3, but that, I don't think that'll happen. That just seems crazy. It's been so long. It'd be like Duke Nukem all over again. <laughs> It'll be like that Tron GL game. Someone will make it in about 15 years' time as a mobile download thing. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, free to play, but, you know, in-app downloads or <laughs> purchases. I think with, like... If we're using apps in 15 years... I think years. with GameStar, I think there's, like, a real never-say-never about everything, because everything comes back like eventually like people will like gripe and moan and then like some you know there'll be an announcement and just like oh we're bringing back this thing 20 years later after everyone's kind of grown up and grown out of it and forgotten about it but it's here now i mean you know shenmue 3 well, I mean, massive represent <laughs> bethesda tried it recently with commander keen i think i talked about this before um i love that series as a child and they announced after, you know, 20 years, they're bringing it back. And everyone was like, yeah, great. And it's like, yeah, there's a freeze download mobile game with in-app purchases. And it got such mm-hmm. a bad reaction, they just cancelled it. <laughs> and you can't find any news about it anymore. It's just been written <laughs> off. And rightly so. <laughs> Don't need none of that. No. Anyway, also rumoured is that Bioshock 4 is reportedly taking place in 1960s Antarctica and coming out next year. You guys Bioshock fans? Yeah, love I am. Bioshock. Um, yeah, yeah I, I sort of, uh, yeah, I played the yeah, 1, 2, and, and Infinite, and I like them all for different reasons. Um, I'm not sure what 1960s Antarctica represents. I mean, Antarctica is, is pretty, seem, probably seems the same most decades, apart from there's getting less and less of it, climate change. Um but I kind of wonder what 60s Antarctica will be like. Will everyone be like looking like Austin Powers penguins and <laughs> maybe like the film The Thing, perhaps? I don't know. Yeah, but uh, I guess in this version of The Thing, um, 
Kurt Russell's got like Austin Powers glasses. <laughs> Groovy baby. <laughs> Is that like they live? I've, I've like completely forgotten that anything else about the sixties apart from Austin Powers. That's my frame of reference. <laughs> you forgot Heather Graham. It's the most important part. Oh, that was <laughs> a great film. She was great. Okay, dokes, moving on. <laughs> I mean, give us a minute, but yeah. Uh, so some Sony news. Uh, Sony has patented a new mobile controller. So basically a controller that you'll be able to fit your phone into or the controller around the phone so you can play mobile games on the go, like streaming, that kind of thing. That's quite good, you know. As long as the internet can cope with it, then um, playing PS5 or PS4 games like that, yeah, I'd be impressed. I've, do you know, the mobile controller thingy is for so long. It's been a thing, right? And everybody trying to link stuff to stuff. Remember the PSP when you had the uh, mirror, wing mirror? Yeah. Mirror. mirror. What's, the, what's the top mirror called? The one that makes you look back, you know, when you're doing the driving? Rear view mirror. Rear view mirror. That's the one. You could use it as a rear view mirror. <laughs> it's not good considering I'm going to start driving a lot. Um <laughs> and all sorts of stuff like that and like remote play from your PC you could play Gran Turismo as well without mm. actually playing it and I love all the fact that people are trying to do stuff that's part of your everyday life that's been tried before and it's still not really there I think when it comes to mobile play it will be terribly difficult to get traditional players coming home and going yes I'm just going to change from playing this game and playing on my bus to now playing the game that I'm playing at home and it, there's something about that mobile thing that is almost too accessible to be relevant to you know core gamers well, I mean you say that but Nintendo Switch you can play on the go and then yeah. literally insert it into your home console and then play on sure TV, so. that's that's a console though that's not your phone that's very fair but it's portable I mean that's yeah. Yeah, 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 but Peter, that's what I'm saying is that there's something about the fact that people don't like their everyday life things acting as their proper gaming console. If you're a mobile gamer, sure, go for it. Fair. But I, there's something about that it's not connecting. So I'm intrigued to see how it works out. I hope it works for mm. them. But certainly it has been tried a few times before in a few different iterations. It will get there. I think it just needs a, maybe another generation to, for people to be accepting of it. I mean, I love the PSP. That was great. But... Uh... And also there was a there was yeah. a PSP Go, which was like a, a or a mobile phone, Xperia PSP, which didn't have any good games on it. Mm. But um, yeah, bizarre. Yeah, I think to be honest, not to lead away from the fact that it's PlayStation story, but I think that Microsoft will have a, a good play of it. You know, when they had the Windows Phone, which came and went. Um, I I think that with Game Pass, that's probably indeed one so. of the um, you know, the ways to go with it. Anyway, back to the news. Funny, speaking of Game Pass, good seek there. Um, So Sony are doing their own version of Game Pass. Um, Just hot off the presses. This is only announced in the last few days. Um, Yeah, like a combination of PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus. Codename Spartacus launching ideally next spring. um, Allowing you to play, you know, new and exciting Sony games for a set fee each month. Um, Yeah, so much like Game Pass. And if they could do the same thing as uh, Microsoft, then I dare say it'll be a success. Mm-hmm. And as long as also it doesn't require downloading the games, because that takes up so much space. But um, if it's just streaming, that's pretty cool. That could work. Yeah, fair. In other, if I may, in other Game Pass sort of news, mm-hmm. there's um, Xbox celebrating 20 years this year. 
uh, and I've put a link in the chat, but there's a very cool website where you can get lots of free wallpapers and share your stories about Xbox and joining FanFest and stuff. It's actually really cool. I mean, it's, you know, obviously promoting Game Pass, but I like the fact that over 70 new games added and the biggest one there is uh, Oddworld. So great game. Obviously, lots of older games on there. Ah, it's a great game. Yeah. Well, but they um, also, um, yeah, because they announced their final roster of backwards compatible titles, didn't they? And they basically said everything that they could possibly get from Xbox and Xbox 360 to play on the uh, uh, current versions of Xbox, sort of back, backwards compatible. They've done now. Everything else is held up with sort of licensing issues and and all that kind of stuff. So. Um, uh, you know, and if you have any of those titles which can't be played on those games, you know, maybe that sort of increases the value of them or, or what? I don't know. I think you need the original discs anyway to play the play the titles. But um, uh-huh. it's it's interesting that, you know, that's the kind of like they've drawn a line under the backwards compatibility. But uh, in all fairness, they've been very good at, you know, trying to make that happen um, as much as possible because, you know, in terms of game archiving and accessing past titles, there's there's it's one of those things uh, where you want to play the history of games, and sometimes you can't legally, in any case, um, mm. get those old titles. Or if you try and play them, you know, much like on the recent Nintendo 64 added to the Nintendo Switch expansion pack, it's like yes, very tricky trying to play this game on this Switch controller and you know inevitably the nintendo 64 controllers for the switch are sold out and won't be available until yes. like january so it's just like i'm going to be very finding it very hard to play like star fox 64 with the with the switch controller currently it's it's uh i'll come back to it when i get an actual n64 controller <laughs> I mean, funny you mention um, Nintendo Switch and uh, Game Pass because uh, they've just announced that Paper Mario will be coming to the Switch as the next um, Nintendo Switch Online game, which for me is very exciting because it bodes well and maybe we'll get a remaster of that game and Thousand Year Door, which were the best two games ever made, ever. <laughs> well, I really love original Paper Mario. My, I haven't played many of the other ones, actually, but the N64 one i really enjoyed and the the dialogue and sort of the script is really funny and it has some of the best sort of what i like about it is how it sort of takes the mario sort of minion characters mm. lights of your goombas and your troopers and stuff <laughs> and then it just like adds a lot of character and personality to them and you get some really fun mm. you know like mario teaming up with like kind of quote-unquote enemies of his um so there's some really good dialogue, and the gameplay is 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 really nicely done as well. I mean, I think it could transition well to Nintendo Switch, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's sad that series lost its way because the recent games in that series were not great. But um, we're getting off track, so I'm back to the news. <laughs> uh, yes, so Rockstar have delayed the release of the GTA physical editions. That is the um, you know special editions of that. Um, because it's been a mess, the whole thing. The online releases weren't great. They didn't play very well. They're very buggy. And um, also, they it just got found out they forgot to remove the mobile controls from a, a screen in that. So it's clear now that they were actually they just literally just ported them, didn't put much effort in, which is quite disappointing, really, for such great games to see them getting such little love from their developer. What a shame. Good, my boy. <laughs> 
Look what they how they massacred my yeah. <laughs> Um Right, and I think that's all we have this month. Oh no, sorry, one last thing, talking of mobile gaming, is that uh, Qualcomm have partnered with Razer to enter the fray on handheld gaming devices, much like the Steam Deck. They'll be doing their own version of that. Um, yeah, so lots of competition out there, so that's quite good. Exciting time for gaming, especially mobile, portable. Mobile. <laughs> yes. Yes, that. That's what it was, what it was at E3 two years ago. Mobile. Mobile. T-Mobile. T-Mobile. New platform. Mobile. Mobile. Sweet. Cool. Um, so. Back to you, James. That's it. So, Games Master, what did everyone think of the new reboot? You guys have all seen it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, Harry? It was Harry, really Harry, Harry. Harry. You were kind of, you didn't appreciate, I don't know, you, you, you weren't I, around at the time, <clears throat> should we say, to watch it. No, I mean, Games Master was before my time, yeah. um, and I feel like the format of it was recently recreated very, very well with Go 8-Bit, which of course we discussed quite a bit yeah. on the podcast last month. Um, I feel like that was a better version of it than what this was, because this okay. just felt like it was trying too hard to be like what it used to be. Yeah. And But they've added, obviously, new youthful people that are influencers <laughs> and things. And yeah, exactly. Well, those not, kinds. Not as the tight skin. <laughs> but Go not on. as youthful as like in the original version where it was literally children who were yeah. playing the games the whole time. So yeah. like actually, you know, this is probably more sort of, I guess, like hip in that respect. It was children. But, yeah. But I, I think Interesting. in... Um, yeah, like, you know... Why did that ever evolve into Patrick Moore's Pizzagate? Um... Well, but I think the, the but I think I think Sorry. like what what I liked about I, I've only watched the first episode of it, but I think yeah. it was it was a, it was uh, for someone who watched the sort of original uh, series when it, it it came out, it was uh, like seeing an old friend you hadn't seen for a very long time, and you know not much had sort of changed in the interim. You sort of recognised you know who they were were and like you know like an old childhood friend or something. And it was a bit like, oh, okay, you know, a little catch-up, how are you? And then it's just like back to the same old, um, mm. you know, inane chatter that you usually do when you sort of meet up with an old friend and that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I watched the other episodes for sure. And I think it's, um, I think the kind of question as well is like, you know, as you mentioned in the last episodes of gaming TV shows, what is their place nowadays when you have like Twitch and YouTube and all this kind of stuff. It's just like, what is the, you know, what is the purpose of that? But I think this sort of like, I think, I think the fact that the show exists sort of like, I think it justifies its own existence by its, its own sort of like presence, because it's not trying to compete with esports, it's not trying to compete with Twitch streamers. And yeah, it takes its cues obviously from having those for people like competing or, or taking part mm -hmm. in the show. But it's just got its own kind of like sense of humor. It's got its own style. So I don't think it's a case of like a crowded market, obviously. It just, it's very content to do its own thing. And whether you like it or not, I think the problem is, is that because gaming TV shows are so few and far between, it's just like, yeah. this has to represent all of gaming. This has to be the <laughs> ultimate gaming show. And like, how dare they get this? bit of gaming news wrong because we all know that game fans are you know 
we love video games, but also some games fans are some of the worst people in the world. So you do have to sort of like balance it out. And I think it's not trying to be like, this is the ultimate gaming show. This is just like, mm. oh, Games Master, remember that. Here's some more of it. You can take it or leave it. Mm. You can go back to Twitch if you like that stuff. If you've grown out of that sort of stuff, you can get on with your life. Um, in a way, like the TV market is, is not crowded, but the media content market is obviously you can get whatever you like whenever you like from wherever so if games master is part of your viewing experience then you can watch games master it's funny you mentioned think... the um the old show because yeah. in episode two they brought back someone from the old show to compete in a new challenge and with no spoilers involved yeah. um he didn't look that old i was like well how old was he when he when he went on the show because he must have been quite young but um, obviously, I won't give that away. But um, that was quite enjoyable. And also, and he's also now black. <laughs> what? <laughs> Two about the switch from Patrick Moore to the Trevor. I I thought that was a. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wonder what you're going about there. That's <laughs> yes. He looks younger, definitely. He looks very confused, saying his lines, it... delivering them very deadpan, <laughs> and <laughs> that was always part of the show. That yeah, was always part of it. Always the same. Okay. Um, Oh, sorry, I'm showing my ignorance here. Patrick, first episode where he... I was going to say, yeah, Patrick never... He wasn't a gamer, right? So he didn't necessarily know what he was saying. It was exactly... That was it. He was just kind of spouting the lines he was given. Yeah, yeah. But tell you what's great is that... Sorry. Whether Trevor's um, interactions are scripted or what, I don't know. But, you know, there's that Wagwan moment where he started speaking patois to one of the contestants <laughs> which is interesting you know it's fun isn't it and that's that's the sort of tone of what games master yeah. used to be the games master used to be you know it's just fun kitsch nonsense i think two well mm. a couple of points to note within it um one that they played splatoon and i know that rory absolutely loves splatoon so i'm surprised they don't mention that and also <laughs> that uh big boy barry returned friend of the show friend of games game disco but also um, quang and Quang, yeah, mm. I was leading into that as well. So uh, the return of Big Bobo, Big Bobo was in the first series uh, and is now a PR guru in the games industry um, and has returned to do some of this. And then also Quang, another friend of the show. Mm. And we've had uh, Mao Mao at Gamer Disco a few times. Absolutely love Quang. Quang is awesome. He is. Um, and I've put in the, the chat here a link to his kind of... Um, side content if yeah. you like which is something rory we never had with the original games master but very interesting there how you talk about different media and the way that they're appealing to um you know you've got to appeal to different crowds what are we doing for the insta what are we doing for the, the socials and it's really nice to see that quang's video well done quang uh of his game jam with kids um outperformed the first episode oh, well, nice. it certainly was the other day on youtube so well done there by the way all the links to this will be put in the show notes for this episode i um personally i loved it i thought it was really good i thought it was very nostalgic and i love the way they kind of recreated brought that back so it had that nostalgic feel but i'm just curious who they're trying to aim at because obviously you've got the people that grew up in games master but then the the guests they bring on like kind of influences and etc as obviously appealing to a younger audience so i suppose they're trying to they're trying to bridge that gap between the younger and yeah and i think there's a point where you should whether you should just aim at the older like people our age or whether you go completely yeah. for 
I think, and that was one of the issues with Go8, but yeah. you know, with the contestants on it, we won't go into that because we talked yeah. a lot about that last week. But I think, interestingly, I don't know if you've seen Free Guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. really good. It's a really yeah. good film. It's really fun. Ryan Reynolds mm. obviously brilliant, and the influences they use in that are very on point, if you mm. like, you know, for the much younger generation. So the film really should be targeted at sort of you know 16 pluses from all the blow-ups and everything else in there but from the influences used it kind of does skew younger and that's that's a part of every gaming film now right mm. you've got to have the references you've got to have the, the bits to bring people in well as someone who's worked in advertising for about 10 years now i know it's very very hard especially on tv to target certain demographics especially with gaming and especially youngers as in under the age of 18 mm. so i know that they're trying to walk a very fine line of trying to keep an older audience but yeah. also introducing younger people to that kind of thing and then advertise to them um yeah that's a good point but they're getting there it's kind of the opposite of disney disney films are for kids but adults love them because there's you know dad jokes in there mm. and all sorts of other adult things sprinkled through it so it's it's a really interesting mix and i think god knows that tween audience that they're trying to get to watch 18 content and disney must have plans around what kind of content can we make for those kids as they grow up it's the the my little pony kind of ethos all over again <laughs> you know make make it make it friendly and approachable and the parents buy it for the kids because they used to have it you know and that's that's how you become a lifelong fan apparently so <laughs> marketing yay there's some dark secrets for you all um i i really enjoyed i thought um patrick moore's replacement trevor was was great as well i thought he was he was a, mm. he was a really inspired choice um, and I think, yeah, having like um, uh, Robert Florence from like Pennsylvania and stuff like that, that's also like a really smart choice in terms of in terms of host as well, because he knows his stuff yeah. um, and he knows his comedy and things like that. So, yeah, fine kind of a replacement for um, Dominic Diamond. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Know. And I think, you know, Frankie as well. I've, I've done some work mm. with Frankie in the past and she's really professional, really finished, you know, really polished as a presenter and, and just gets it. And she appeals to a lot of the esports mm. audience too. So there's definite, definite plays there. Um, while we're in the subject of people that we've worked with in TV shows, everybody needs to check out Beck Hill's show as well, which is phenomenal. It's basically new art attack, oh, cool. essentially. But uh, yeah, Beck Hill, friend of the show, Hello Book, uh, is doing a phenomenal work. Check her out on Twitter and check out her tv show too it's really cool in the show notes, well, the show notes. yes oh and while we're talking about disney plus please watch ron's gone wrong it comes out december 15th on disney plus it was already at the cinema my wife went uh worked on that all of last year during the pandemic it's a very good very charming sweet film about a boy and his robot sat galifianakis plays the robot <laughs> watch it <laughs> it's Absolutely. perfect fun for all the family at christmas Lots of show notes for a, for a long period of a Christmas break, and uh, yes, I'm plugs. doing in the in the uh, all the plugs. This one, this one house at the moment, we're doing one Christmas film a day. Wow! So yeah, started on the first. We're, we're going to get. What have you it. seen so far? May I couldn't even tell you. Um, <laughs> National Lamp- National Lampoons Deck the Halls, which was quite good. Danny DeVito, I didn't mind it. Oh, okay. I didn't mind that. Uh, Noel. Yeah and Arthur Christmas as well. So yeah, we've got Muppets Christmas Carol and Die Hard to come. Oh, brilliant films, both of them. Speak. 
Nice. So, James, um, should we move on with the rest of the episode? Let's do it. Let's go on to, so next up, our favourite gaming memories from the Christmas. Go, Harry. Your favourite gaming memory. Oh, my word. I mean, I can think of so many, but a particular highlight for me was um, getting getting my first major console um, for Christmas, which was the N64. Okay. Um, And um, I love that console to bits. Um, and in particular, um, I think it was Pokemon Stadium I had with it. Um, yeah, I just many, many hours spent on that and um, other games. And it's a magical time, Christmas, because I guess, I, I don't know, being a kid and just being excited about things. And I, I don't know. I... Being yeah. excited about things. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I, I... Experience. That's really sad, isn't it? We're all like, we have to sort of return to childhood in order to remember what it was like to be excited about anything welcome to adulthood yeah <laughs> go on then james what about you um yeah probably if i'm gaming related just getting the super NES when i was like nine or ten i think when it came out oh, I got super nintendo with street fighter 2 so yeah very happy that was a very good christmas very good christmas mm. um yeah. lovely I've just had my my Christmas energy kicked in the stomach by Rory there, but um, <laughs> I think my mine's got to be when I got a Mega Drive. Yeah. When I got a Mega Drive um, and just playing Sonic on my grandma's TV, we were the family that had travelled from North Wales to Stoke on Trent to visit family. So uh, my parents were tasked with picking up Toys R Us gifts yeah. for other parents' kids. And we uh, came back one year with an Atari Lynx and me and my brother just played it all the way home in the car and then just wrapped it back up and <laughs> got it handed off to uh, to my friend Fat Cat, who might be listed as well. Hi, Dan. You won't mind me telling that story. Uh, G-Lock and Atari Lynx, I think, was another Christmas favourite nice. of mine. Uh, actually, i tell you what. One thing I do remember was um, after Christmas, when you're a kid, you have your Christmas money. I remember going to a store. I think it was um, Game. And wanting to get a new game but the queue was absolutely mad because um i think perfect dark had come out recently and everyone wanted the expansion pack so it'd actually work on their consoles and um i know it was very hard to track down at the time and people were getting quite angry and quite aggressive to try and get this thing for their kids or for you know with their christmas money i didn't want that i just, I just wanted a, a new game but uh wow that was mad <laughs> yeah it's it's funny yeah, how funny it's, it's, it's one of those things where um you know parents will inevitably sort of like need to buy the stuff like oh what does little johnny want for their christmas and all this kind of stuff and they go into the shop not knowing anything about video games or whatever and then it's just like they buy the game and they take it back home it's just like it's the wrong console or, you know, <laughs> yeah. oh, you, need, you need the expansion pack for this to play it's just like you ruined christmas man <laughs> um that sounded strangely personal. Yeah. Are we? No, 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 <laughs> no not, not, from my, not from my personal experience. But um, okay, uh, so. no, I, I think that like <laughs> it was nice because with with me, so I have two brothers, and both of them like video games. So that really helps in terms of the amount of games you can potentially play. Because if everyone wants a video game, then you know you can play yeah. their video games too. But I guess the sort of, I guess like the sort of key. Christmas sort of gaming memories I have is uh, when my brother got the first Smash Brothers for N64, which was that had come out, I think, in November 1999. Nice. Mm-hmm. And it was just like... Playing together. 
Yeah, and, and just how, you know, when it was first, when we saw it in the magazines, we thought this is never going to come out in Europe. This is just one of those weird Japanese crossover games, because how could you possibly have like Mario fighting Pikachu, fighting Link and Fox McCloud and stuff? And it's just like, this is never going to happen. And then the fact that it did was like uh, incredible. And then just, you know, having that kind of crossover was just mind blowing. And yeah, with the N64 having four controllers and just we were staying with our uh, cousins as well. So, you know, just played Smash Brothers like all of Christmas. Um, and then I guess the other key sort of formative one was uh, Jet Set Radio came out uh, in like November 2000 for the Dreamcast. And yeah, that was sort of top of my Christmas list. And I just remember like uh, playing that sort of, Christmas afternoon and sort of disappearing away from the family for like a few hours and just people kind of checking up on me. It's like, is he okay? Is he okay? It was mainly because I was trying to do the tutorial and I couldn't work out how to skate backwards. Um, but I got there in the end. <laughs> you just have to like move the controller stick like back and forth a little bit. And I was just like, I'm not used to this. Um, Made I got the man there in you the end. Yeah, exactly. Perseverance. Um, there you are. Is what gets you through Good in the end. So. Yeah, kind of turn of millennium Christmases are, are, I guess, the ones that I sort of look back on in terms of fond gaming memories. Ah, youth. <laughs> I haven't got any video games on my Christmas list this year. We all got old. I was just saying, I'm recently moving and I've just got my PlayStation out of storage and I've, I've realised that I haven't really, for about three or four weeks, played games properly. So now that I'm in the back of Beyond, I'm looking forward to getting back in touch with Just Cause 4. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But in terms of Christmas games, I haven't kind of gone, oh, do you know what? I'd love a bit of this. Super Monkey Ball Bowling is kind of doing it for me at the moment, really. It's a good time for like... like party games and things like that because like, hmm. Christmas yeah. is a good time for you know you to introduce the concept of video games to family members who do not understand or appreciate the form and so obviously something like the wii was like a big hit at the time because it's just like oh time for some wii bowling and anyone can have a go at that or wii golf and stuff so like it would always be like we'd just be playing video games and my mum would come into the room and just like check up on us and it'd be like she sits down for a moment and it's just like do you want to have a go do you want to have a go it's just like yeah we got duck hunt we got the nez zapper you just point and shoot, <laughs> shoot just like bang and just like oh yeah she, you know have a fun time for half an hour and then she's like right okay i've got other stuff to do <laughs> um but i mean yeah sadly it feels like especially this year um there aren't many big christmas releases for everyone to rally around like that where you can have to play party games like i mean the usual big guys coming out. There's a new Call of Duty Vanguard that came out and Battlefield 2042, which have both been poorly received and are broken. Um, and there's also like physical versions of Among Us and Gang Beasts coming out. But other than that, there's not uh, much. Well, I don't, to yeah, I mean, together. I know what you mean. Like, it's going to be very hard to sit like Nana down and explain Battlefield 2042 and it say what happened <laughs> to the what happened to the other 2041 iterations of this game. Um, but I, I think, yeah, like, I think actually something like Among Us would work. And I have, like, played that with sort of family members who don't know really much anything about, sort of, you know, video games and stuff. Because it's, it's simple enough controls and simple enough concept. And I think Gang Beasts as well. Like, it, it may not be the case that, you know, family members who don't play games will necessarily pick it up and play it. But 
having you know had gang beasts at Game of Distro many times, it's a perfect like spectator sport game as well. Just like watching people mm. like flail around and and stuff is um, is always entertaining, and there's a lot of sort of tension between you know like dropping people off the uh, you know sort of like the platforms and the levels and that kind of thing. Similarly, something like Nidhogg, you know, anything where there's like simple enough setup that people can like watch and observe and understand um they don't have to necessarily take part but you know i think family members would be able to enjoy it um uh as a spectator sport like i said hmm. nice i think mario party is one of the best ones oh um, that was good family game also nintendo land mm-hmm. loved nintendo mm-hmm. land on the wii that was really dust cool. off the wii u Play some asymmetric Wii U, yeah. Wii U, what is Wii U, Wii U. It's essentially games we used to have at Game of Disco, right? At the, at the nights. It's, it's yeah. just those fun multiplayer titles. And we'll do again one day. One day. Uh-huh. <laughs> when the world returns to normal. But well, I don't know what are your to... gaming memories? Um, let us know, because what we're doing this month is a competition, because it's Christmas and we love you all mm-hmm. so much. And we have some goodies to give away. We have um, courtesy of Rory on the games on film podcast we have um some well we'll send you on the uh, twitter um some cool prizes we, we to win. have a, a bendy and the ink machine action figure we've got an assassin's creed kubros Ezio figure and a yeah, pac-man <laughs> pac-man alarm clock Woo! Oh. pac-man arcade cabinet <laughs> and it tells the time instead does it go does it go waka 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 to wake you up uh no we battery's not included <laughs> Another film for the list. There you go. Is that set at Christmas? I don't know. I don't care. It's been a long time. I'm also going to watch The Lion King. Well, I mean, oh, that's see. a given, right? No, no, that's a given. No, it's a lion, not a given. <laughs> <laughs> it was a mandrill. Um, yeah, so guys, let us know. Retweet to this link um, with your favourite gaming memories at Christmas and we'll pick our favourite to win a prize next month. So listen out to next month's podcast as well to hear if you're the winner of that. And um, yeah. You might UK addresses only. Prize. Yes. yes. Yeah. No. Made available W12HA. Oh, what was the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Saturday oh, morning lo- TV Lon- again, Harry. Two of the London E3. What was the Big Breakfast House? That came up for sale, by what, the way. What, the Big Breakfast House? That was f- the Big way. Breakfast House was for sale. Yeah, it's like a 16-bedroom place on the Thames. Wow. But it was like... Yeah, Old Lock Keepers Cottages. There you go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> property does move. <laughs> Nostalgia. Especially if it's a houseboat. Anyway. Um, what else this month? Um, what we did you say the new Resi film come out? Yeah, so uh, I, I, and speaking of Christmas movies, it's not a Christmas movie, but it's a movie in the, released in December. I went to see Resident Evil: Welcome to Raccoon City yesterday, as a, a video game movie buff and as a Resident Evil fan in general. Played most of the mainline games. I've seen all the Miliovich movies plus. One of the CG movies, the recent CG Netflix series, and I saw Biohazard: The Stage 
in Man Japan, in a stage version of Resident Evil, starring oh. uh, Sonny Chiba, R.I.P. Um, so you know, I, I've, I'm sort of up to speed uh, generally. And would you recommend it as a Christmas really viewing thing? I, I really liked it. Now this might be the fan okay. in me talking, but apparently some fans really didn't like it, and it hasn't exactly set the box office alight. Um, and also at the same time, I'm not sure if you're not a fan, you'll get so much out of it, but it's kind of like the story, they've kind of merged the first two games, more the remakes than anything together into sort of one story, which makes sense because they're trying to set roughly at the same time. And they've sort of weaved the two first titles with each other and the characters and things, but it's, it's got like heavy John Carpenter vibes. They really go for like the sort of. The, the like the texture of a sort of eighties horror film. Um, it's sort of even though it's sort of set in the late nineties. I liked what they. I think all the choices that were made. I can see why people might not like them, but I think they were smart choices to make the film that they wanted to make. Um, it's not like you know perfect by by any stretch, but it it kind of despite the fact that I'd sort of learned to generally get on with the Emilio Jovovich film. So I was like, I've made my peace with Resident Evil uh, adaptations. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> um, but I, so, so I was like, I, I don't, I don't mind that there isn't like a kind of straight adaptation of the, of the original games. Um, you know, but now I realized like watching this is like, Oh, that scratched an itch. I didn't really know. I still had, uh, an itchy, tasty uh, itch. That's a reference to the games. Um, so yeah, I, I I I liked it. And what's funny is that like the director of that film, my brother worked on some of his really early films because he's a British director. Some really mm, ropey, <laughs> should I say, uh, uh, early sort of uh, horror films. But it was weird because like even though I'm watching this kind of like mid-budget Hollywoodish version of that there were still like things i recognized from like the films he was making 20 years ago like on the cheap in southampton so um that was kind of uh that was fun in in, in that respect so yeah uh, i say give it give it a shot awesome i mean high praise indeed from the man who runs the games on film podcast which is a great have a listen we'll link it in the show notes as we always do yeah, we'll Amanda's be recording skills. our, our own episode of that um, very soon, so stay tuned. Awesome source. Well, I guess, guys, that's about it for this month. Um, obviously, have a lovely Christmas, um, and we'll be back in the new year at some point. Um, last thing to do, obviously, is just talk about what we've been playing this month. Harry. Because we do that, you know. What have you been playing? <clears throat> Go for it. You always start with me, and I'm not prepared. I know okay, the... Swanee. Actually, no. Okay, no, oh, so Rory. I... Okay. Rory, go. Uh, yeah, uh, so I've been on a little bit of a of a remedy uh, bender. I don't know. What do you call it? I've been playing Max Payne, the original, because I never played any of the Max Payne games. Yeah. So I've gone back to that. And that's sort of... It's not set at Christmas, but it's set during a very big blizzard. So it qualifies, I'd say, as a Christmas game. Um, but I've been enjoying that. I, I, it's a lot funnier than I thought it would be. Like it's very sort of hard boiled, like to the point of parody almost in terms of the dialogue, but there's like 
really funny like exchanges like you overhear all these thugs that you're taking down having these very sort of like silly conversations and it all gets very sort of meta as well like the fact that it has like all this bullet time and i was playing a level uh just last night and you hear this guard sort of just saying like i really love to be in an action like in real life like action movie where you're diving through the air in slow motion it would be called like bullet time or something and that's obviously what you you do in the video game so it has like these like really funny meta bits of commentary um and then sort of parallel to that i've also been playing alan Wake remastered because i never played oh, yeah. um when it originally came out and that has a lot of sort of like meta textual stuff it's obviously very heavily indebted to twin peaks and makes all kinds of references to things like stephen king um uh you know you're playing as this kind of like thriller writer and weird shit happens, um, as so often does in video games. Um, so yeah, it's been nice sort of playing some of the, you know, earlier works, because um, I'd like to kind of go back and play some more, because, uh, yeah, I, I wanted to play Control and never got around to that yet, so that's on the gaming backlog too, so um, yeah. And as, and as it's Christmas... Always such backlogs. Yeah, as it's Christmas, I may sort of like fire up a few sort of Christmas themed video games. My kind of recommendations would be um, Shenmue, because that starts oh, yeah. in November, but like it, it kind of like carries on over Christmas. And so as you're playing the game, you know, you, you can even play it on Christmas Day and you get like a drunken cos, well, you get like a drunken guy in a Santa costume walking around the streets. Going Merry Christmas, and um, <laughs> as the snow's falling, so that's that's sort of fun this time of year. Um, I'd also recommend The Firemen, which is an old Super oh, Nintendo man. game, but that's set at a Christmas party in the future, 2010. Um, and there's not actually <laughs> much like Christmas stuff happening in it, but like uh, you play as some firemen having to rescue people from a building which is on fire naturally. Um, and you know, there's some Christmas trees hanging around, so it qualifies. It's a very good I mean, game. I was trying to think, there aren't actually many that many games set explicitly at Christmas, are mm. there? Like, literally, Christmas games, you know, all about Christmas, very rare. The only yeah. one I could think of was perhaps Batman Arkham Origins, and that's sort of not even Christmas explicitly, it's just like he's doing stuff around Christmas, part of the story, but other than that, yeah, I got Die Hard, yeah, of course, so when he has Die Hard, yeah. I do have a copy somewhere. Yeah. Um, I thought it's interesting, the bullet time games, Rory, you were mentioning, I was, made me think of Wanted, which is actually an okay, fun experience. Is it? If you see it, pick it up. Yeah, it's good fun. And the bullet control stuff is, is pretty fun. And also Wet, which was, uh, I think, fairly well received, uh, if not well rated game from Bethesda many years ago. But that was really good too, Wet. Not the film. The film was great. Uh, I don't think it was the same thing. The wanted, I meant. Oh, for wanted, sorry, yes. The, the game yes. was yeah, vastly yeah, different to the film, which in turn was vastly different to the graphic novel mm. it was based on. So it's, um, mm -hmm. I guess it's nice when works make their own thing of a franchise and a property. So that, that's good. Yeah, that's what happens when you pay for stuff off the shelf, isn't it, I suppose? <laughs> so go. that those were good. In terms of um, games that I'm going to be playing for Christmas, I'm not going all out Christmas games, although I will check out some of Rory's suggestions. I'm quite looking forward to getting back into Skyrim. 
Uh, Again? Moving all of my stuff. I know, right? Well, I saw a trailer the other day for Starfield, is it? The new Bethesda thing. And I thought, oh, yeah, actually, I need to reacquaint myself with ridiculously open world games. Uh, and Skyrim is a fun one. And also, I've got lots of dwell time over Christmas looking at pretty similar seri- scenery out of my window, too. So, oh. yeah, I think I'll be a bit of that. That's nice. Just to while away the hours with uh, perhaps a whiskey. We'll see. Ideal Christmas. You know, what? I gave it some thought. I'll probably play that Paper Mario game again. The first one, I loved it. It was so good. It, the story was just magical. I need some of that right now. Nice. Nice. Don't look very magical with your jumper. How about yourself? Um, I'm gonna finish off Yakuza, Yakuza Kiwami that I'm on, and then um, you've prompted me, Rory, because I've got actually got Shenmue. I just haven't opened it. So I got Shenmue One and Two. Just sat next on PlayStation, so I might have to crack that open for Christmas. I think. Yeah, it's a fun oh, like. It's it's nice to like immerse yourself in that world and 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 stuff and enjoy. What was Christmas like in sort of Japan in the nineteen eighties? Yeah. <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> I mean, I just like the other sort of game as well as like I, I've been playing Animal Crossing since the recent update. So that's always like good when it gets all festive and you get snowmen and, and Jingle comes to town. So uh, I'll I'll be enjoying a little uh, Christmas on my Animal Crossing island, I suppose, too. Um, Are you trying to deal bells on our podcast? <laughs> it's a plug. I'm saying, you know, come uh, come to... Um, uh, what's my island even called now? Jeez. I've forgotten. Jeez. Jeez. <laughs> Great island name. <laughs> no, I forget. Cool. <laughs> I think that wraps it up, guys. Yeah. Which is a... All done. That's a shame. Well, thanks to everyone that's listened to the podcast this year. We really appreciate it. We will see you in... Well, not see you. We'll, you'll hear us in the new year with some brand new episodes and hopefully touch wood you'll see events in the new year if covid can keep itself behaved um don't forget to reply to this tweet um with all your favorite christmas memories and we will pick the best one our favorite to win those prizes and um we'll put all this in the show notes for you to read and digest much like christmas turkey which tis the season for (laughs) ah Vegan options so I guess are available. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess all that's left is to say thank you so much to all the guests in today's episode. Uh, James, Rory, Swanee. Hi, hi. Thank you. Thanks, and Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. Christmas. Whatever you are celebrating, however you are celebrating, <clears throat> with whoever you're celebrating, I hope you have a most wonderful and relaxing seasonal festivity time Mary, whatever oh. the fuck doesn't offend you. Yeah. <laughs> go fast, take chances. <laughs> yes. Unless you're Santa, in which case, go fast, but don't take many chances because kids need their presents. Yeah, that is that is true. <laughs> all right. Okay, love you. Bye. 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 Merry Christmas Bye. to all and to all, or whatever time of day you're listening to this. Happy